Welcome to the doctrine of justification by faith through the imputation of the righteousness of Christ, explained, confirmed, and vindicated by Dr. John Owen. We will be continuing to read from page 86 for this reading. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more at great discounts, are on the web at www.swrb.com. Also, please consider, pray, and act upon the important truths found in the following quotation by Charles Spurgeon. As the Apostle says to Timothy, so also he says to everyone, Give yourselves to reading. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Renounce as much as you will all light literature, but study as much as possible sound theological works, especially the Puritanic writers and expositions of the Bible. The best way for you to spend your leisure is to be either reading or praying. And now, to SWRB's reading of the doctrine of justification by faith through the imputation of the righteousness of Christ, explained, confirmed, and vindicated, which we hope you will find to be a great blessing, and which we pray draws you nearer to the Lord Jesus Christ. For He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come unto the Father but by Him. John 14, verse 6. Chapter 3 the use of faith in justification, its special object farther cleared. Use of faith in justification, various conceptions about it. By whom asserted as the instrument of it, by whom denied. In what sense it is affirmed so to be. The expressions of scripture concerning the use of faith in justification, what are they? and how they are best explained by an instrumental cause. Faith, how the instrument of God in justification, how the instrument of them that do believe. The use of faith expressed in the scripture by apprehending, receiving, declared by an instrument. Faith, in what sense the condition of our justification. Signification of that term whence to be learned. The description before given of justifying faith does sufficiently manifest of what use it is in justification. Nor shall I in general add much unto what may be thence observed unto that purpose. But whereas this use of it has been expressed with some variety and several ways of it asserted inconsistent with one another, they must be considered in our passage. And I shall do it with all brevity possible, for these things lead not in any part of the controversy about the nature of justification, but are merely subservient unto other conceptions concerning it. When men have fixed their apprehensions about the principal matters in controversy, they express what concerns the use of faith in an accommodation thereunto, supposing such to be the nature of justification as they assert, it must be granted that the use of faith therein must be what they plead for. And if what is peculiar 
unto any in the substance of the doctrine be disproved, they cannot deny but that their notions about the use of faith do fall unto the ground. Thus is it with all who affirm faith to be either the instrument or the condition or the causa sin qua non or the preparation and disposition of the subject or a meritorious cause by way of condescency or congruity and and of our justification. For all these notions of the use of faith are suited and accommodated unto the opinions of men concerning the nature and principal causes of justification. Neither can any trial or determination be made as unto their truth or propriety, but upon a previous judgment concerning those causes and the whole nature of justification itself. Whereas, therefore, it were vain and endless to plead the principal matter in controversy upon everything that occasionally belongs unto it. And so, by the title, unto the whole inheritance of every cottage that is built on the premises. I shall briefly speak unto these various conceptions about the use of faith in our justification, rather than to find out and give an understanding of what is intended by them than to argue about their truth and propriety, which depend on that wherein the substance of the controversy does consist. Protestant divines, until of late, have unanimously affirmed faith to be the instrumental cause of our justification. So it is expressed to be in many of the public confessions of their churches. This notion of theirs, concerning the nature and use of faith, was from the first opposed by those of the Roman Church. Afterward, it was denied also by the Socinians, as either false or improper. And of late, this expression is disliked by some among ourselves, wherein they follow Episcopius, Curselius, and others of that way. Those who are sober and moderate do rather decline this notion and expression as improper, then reject them as untrue. And our safest course in these cases is to consider what is the thing or matter intended. If that be agreed upon, he deserves best of truth who parts with strife about propriety of expressions before it be meddled with. Tenacious pleading about them will surely render our contentions endless, and none will ever want an appearance of probability to give them countenance in what they pretend. If our design in teaching be the same with that of the Scripture, namely, to inform the minds of believers and convey the light of the knowledge of God in Christ unto them, we must be contented sometimes to make use of such expressions as will scarce pass the ordeal of arbitrary rules and distinctions through the whole compass of notional and artificial sciences. And those who, without more ado, reject the instrumentality of faith in our justification as an unscriptural notion, as though it were easy for them with one breath to blow away the reasons and arguments of so many learned men as have pleaded for it, may not, I think, do amiss to review the grounds of their confidence. For the question being only concerning what is intended by it, it is not enough that the term or word itself of an instrument is not found unto this purpose in the scripture, 
For on the same ground, we may reject a trinity of persons in the divine essence, without an acknowledgement wherefore not one line of the scripture can be rightly understood. Those who assert faith to be as the instrumental cause in our justification do it with respect unto two ends. For, first, they designed thereby to declare the meaning of those expressions in the scripture wherein we are said to be justified piste absolutely, which must denote either non-English words lagidzamethe un piste dikaiusthe anthropon. Romans chapter 3, verse 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. So, dia pisteos, verse 22. Ek pisteos, Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Galatians chapter 3, verse 8. Dia tes pisteos, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. Ek pisteos, kai dia tes pisteos. Romans chapter 3, verse 30. That is, fida ex fida per fidum, which we can express only by faith or through faith. Propter fidum, or dia pistin, for our faith, we are nowhere said to be justified. The inquiry is, what is the most proper, lightsome, and convenient way of declaring the meaning of these expressions? This, the generality of Protestants, do judge to be by an instrumental cause. For some kind of causality they do plainly intimate. Wherefore the lowest and meanest is that which is instrumental. For they are used of faith in our justification before God, and of no other grace of duty whatever. Wherefore the proper work or office of faith in our justification is intended by them. And dia is nowhere used in the whole New Testament with a genitive case, nor in any other good author, but it denotes an instrumental efficiency at least. In the divine works of the Holy Trinity, the operation of the second person, who is in them a principle efficient, yet is sometimes expressed thereby, it may be to denote the order of operation in the Holy Trinity, answering the order of subsistence, though it be applied unto God absolutely, or the Father. Romans chapter 11 verse 36 Di autu By him are all things. Again, ex ergon namu and ex alcoes pisteos are directly opposed. Galatians chapter 3 verse 2 But when it is said that a man is not justified ex Ergon namu, by the works of the law, it is acknowledged by all that the meaning of the expression is to exclude all efficiency in every kind of such works from our justification. It follows, therefore, that where in opposition hereunto we are said to be justified ek pisteos, by faith, an instrument efficiency is intended. Yet I will not, therefore, make it my controversy with any that faith is properly an instrument or the instrumental cause in or of our justification and so divert into an impertinent contest about the nature and kinds of instruments and instrumental causes as they are metaphysically hunted with a confused cry of futilist terms and distinctions. But this I judge 
that among all those notions of things which may be taken from common use and understanding to represent unto our minds the meaning and intention of the scriptural expression so often used, peste ek pesteos dia pesteos, there is none so proper as this of an instrument or instrumental cause, seeing a causality is included in them, and that of any other kind certainly excluded, nor has it any of its own. But it may be said that if faith be the instrumental cause of justification, it is either the instrument of God or the instrument of believers themselves. That it is not the instrument of God is plain, in that it is a duty which he prescribes unto us. It is an act of our own, and it is we that believe, not God, nor can any act of ours be the instrument of this work. And if it be our instrument, seeing an efficiency is ascribed unto it, then we are the efficient causes of our own justification in some sense, and may be said to justify ourselves. This is derogatory to the grace of God and to the blood of Christ. I confess that I lay not much weight on exceptions of this nature. For, first, notwithstanding what is said herein, the scripture is express that God justifieth us by faith. It is one God which shall justify the circumcision ek pisteos by faith, and the uncircumcision dia tes pisteos through or by faith. Romans chapter 3 verse 30. The scripture foresees that God would justify the heathen through faith. Galatians chapter 3 verse 8. As he purifieth the heart of men by faith. Acts chapter 15 verse 9. Wherefore, faith, in some sense, may be said to be the instrument of God in our justification, both as it is the means and way ordained and appointed by him on our part whereby we shall be justified, as also because he bestows it on us and works it in us unto this end that we may be justified. For by grace we are saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. If anyone shall now say that on these accounts or with respect unto divine ordination and operation concurring unto our justification, faith is the instrument of God in its place and way, as the gospel also is, Romans chapter 1 verse 16, and the ministers of it, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6, and the sacraments also, Romans chapter 4 verse 11, Titus chapter 3 verse 5 in their several places and kinds unto our justification it may be he will contribute unto a right conception of the work of God herein as much as those shall by whom it is denied but that which is principally intended is that it is the instrument of them that do believe neither yet are they said hereon to justify themselves for whereas it does neither really produce the effect of justification by a physical operation, nor can do so, it being a pure sovereign act of God, nor is morally any way meritorious thereof, nor does dispose the subject wherein it is unto the introduction of an inerrant formal cause of justification, there being no such thing in non-English words, 
nor has any other physical or moral respect unto the effect of justification, but what arises merely from the constitution and appointment of God. There is no color of reason from the instrumentality of faith asserted to ascribe the effect of justification unto any but unto the principal efficient cause, which is God alone, and from whom it proceeds in a way of free and sovereign grace, disposing the order of things and the relation of them one unto another as seems good unto him. Dikaiumenoi Dorain Te Autu Kariti Romans chapter 3 verse 24 Dia Tes Pisteos En To Autu Haimati Verse 25. It is therefore the ordinance of God prescribing our duty that we may be justified freely by His grace, having its use and operation towards that end after the manner of an instrument, as we shall see farther immediately. Wherefore, so far as I can discern, they contribute nothing unto the real understanding of this truth who deny faith to be the instrumental cause of our justification and, on other grounds, assert it to be the condition thereof, unless they can prove this is a more natural exposition of these expressions. Piste, ek pisteos, dia tes pisteos, which is the first thing to be inquired after. For all that we do in this matter is but to endeavor a right understanding of scriptural propositions and expressions, unless we intend to wander extra oleis, and lose ourselves in a maze of uncertain conjectures. Secondly, they design to declare the use of faith in justification expressed in the scripture by apprehending and receiving of Christ or his righteousness and the remission of sins thereby. The words whereby this use of faith in our justification is expressed are lambano, paralambano, and kata lambano. And the constant use of them in the scripture is to take or receive what is offered, tendered, given, or granted unto us, or to apprehend and lay hold of anything whereby to make it our own. As epi lambano mai is also used in the same sense, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 16. So, we are said by faith to receive Christ, John chapter 1 verse 12, Colossians chapter 2 verse 16, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the word of promise, Acts chapter 2 verse 41, the word of God, Acts chapter 8 verse 14, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 6, chapter 2 verse 13, the atonement made by the blood of Christ, Romans chapter 5 verse 11, the forgiveness of sins, Acts chapter 10 verse 43, chapter 26 verse 18, the promise of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 3 verse 14, the promises, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15. There is therefore nothing that concurs unto our justification, but we receive it by faith. And unbelief is expressed by not receiving. John chapter 1 verse 11, chapter 3 verse 11, chapter 12 verse 48, 
chapter 14, verse 17. Wherefore, the object of our faith in our justification, that whereby we are justified, is tendered, granted, and given unto us of God. The use of faith being to lay hold upon, to receive it, so as that it may be our own. What we receive of outward things that are so given unto us, we do it by our hand, which, therefore, is the instrument of that reception, that whereby we apprehend or lay hold of anything to appropriate it unto ourselves. And that, because this is the peculiar office which, by nature, it is assigned unto among all the members of the body. Other uses it has, and other members, on other accounts, may be as useful unto the body as it. But it alone is the instrument of receiving and apprehended that which, being given, is to be made our own, and to abide with us. Whereas, therefore, the righteousness wherein we are justified is the gift of God, which is tendered unto us in the promise of the gospel. The use and office of faith being to receive, apprehend, or lay hold of, and appropriate this righteousness. I know not how it can be better expressed than by an instrument, nor by what notion of it more light of understanding may be conveyed unto our minds. Some may suppose other notions are meet to express it by on other accounts, and it may be so with respect unto other uses of it. But the sole present inquiry is how it shall be declared as that which receives Christ, the atonement, the gift of righteousness, which shall prove its only use in our justification. He that can better express this than by an instrument ordained of God unto this end, all whose use depends on that ordination of God, will deserve well of the truth. It is true that all those who place the formal cause or reason of our justification in ourselves, or are in errant righteousness, and so either directly or by just consequence deny all imputation of the righteousness of Christ unto our justification, are not capable of admitting faith to be an instrument in this work, nor are pressed with this consideration. For they acknowledge not that we receive a righteousness which is not our own by way of gift, whereby we are justified, and so cannot allow of any instrument whereby it should be received. The righteousness itself being, as they phrase it, putative, imaginary, a shimmera, a fiction. It can have no real accidents, nothing that can be really predicated concerning it. Wherefore, as was said at the entrance of this discourse, the truth and propriety of this declaration of the use of faith in our justification by an instrumental cause depends on the substance of the doctrine itself concerning the nature and principal causes of it, with which they must stand or fall. If we are justified through the imputation of the righteousness of Christ, which faith alone apprehends and receives, it will not be denied but that it is rightly enough placed as the instrumental cause of our justification. And if we are justified by an inerrant evangelical righteousness of our own faith may be the condition of its imputation or the disposition for its introduction or a congruous merit of it but an instrument it cannot be 
But yet, for the present, it has this double advantage. First, that it best and most positively answers what is affirmed of the use of faith in our justification in the scripture, as the instances given do manifest. Secondly, that no other notion of it can be so stated, but that it must be apprehended in order of time to be previous unto justification, which justifying faith cannot be, unless a man may be a true believer with justifying faith, and yet not be justified. Some do plead that faith is the condition of our justification, and that otherwise it is not to be conceived of. As I said before, so I say again, I shall not contend with any man about words, terms, or expressions, so long as what is intended by them is agreed upon. And there is an obvious sense wherein faith may be called the condition of our justification. For no more may be intended thereby, but that it is the duty on our part which God requires, that we may be justified. And this the whole scripture bears witness unto. Yet this hinders not, but that, as unto its use, it may be the instrument whereby we apprehend or receive Christ and his righteousness. But to assert it the condition of our justification, or that we are justified by it as the condition of the new covenant, so as from a preconceived signification of that word, to give it another use in justification, exclusive of that pleaded for, as the instrumental cause thereof, is not easily to be admitted, because it supposes an alteration in the substance of the doctrine itself. The word is nowhere used in the scripture in this matter, which I argue no farther, but that we have no certain rule or standard to try and measure this signification by. Wherefore, it cannot first be introduced in what sense men please, and then that sense turned into argument for other ends, for thus, on a supposed concession that it is the condition of our justification, some heightened it into a subordinate righteousness, imputed unto us antecedently, as I suppose, unto the imputation of the righteousness of Christ in any sense whereof it is the condition. And some, who pretend to lessen its efficiency or dignity in the use of it in our justification, say it is only causa sin qua non, which leaves us at as great an uncertainty as to the nature and efficacy of this condition as we were before. Nor is the true sense of things at all illustrated, but rather darkened by such notions. If we may introduce words into religion nowhere used in the scripture, as we may and must if we design to bring light and communicate proper apprehension of the things contained in it unto the minds of men, Yet are we not to take along with them arbitrary preconceived senses forged either among lawyers or in the peripatetical school, the use of them in the most approved authors of the language whereunto they do belong, and their common vulgar acceptation among ourselves must determine their sense and meaning. It is known what confusion in the minds of men the introduction of words into ecclesiastical doctrines of whose signification there has not been a certain determinate rule agreed upon, has produced. So the word merit was introduced by some of the ancients, as is plain from the design of their discourses where they use it, for impetration or acquisition qua vis modo, 
by any means whatever. But there being no cognate reason to confine the word unto that precise signification, it has given occasion to as great a corruption as has befallen Christian religion. We must, therefore, make use of the best means we have to understand the meaning of this word and what is intended by it before we admit of its use in this case. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more, at great discounts, are on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, A.B., Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you do have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, please send an email to add at swrb.com or swrb at swrb.com with the word add in the subject line. SWRB's email list is a double opt-in list, so once you've sent us your email address, you'll be asked by email to confirm that you want to join our list using the email address you have supplied. Your email information will be kept confidential, and you can easily remove yourself from our email list by simply emailing us at swrb at swrb.com with the word remove in the subject line. Once you are on our email list, you will be alerted to all the free Reformation resources, free MP3s, free electronic books and texts, etc., that SWRB makes available on the web, as well as, at times, to our best discounts and super specials. We also encourage you to reproduce this audio resource and to pass it on to your friends. But we only authorize this as long as the full contents of the message including the header and trailer, is not altered in any way, and as long as the audio file or cassette is given away for free. Thank you again for listening to this SWRB reading. And remember that Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 states, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 concludes, Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you.